welcome back to the third episode of Spill the Spiritual Tea. Today we have an incredible uh, guest. Um, she is an amazing friend of mine, but not only that, she is a holistic registered dietitian who has 16 years experience in helping others accept their bodies, enjoy their food, and manage chronic illness based on their individual likes and needs, rather than based on medical rules and restrictions. Her name is Jenna. She's all the way from Texas. And let's give her a big welcome. Hi, Jenna. How are you? Hi, Sarah. I am so good. I am so excited to be here with you today. Me too. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) I was waiting eagerly for this episode, to be honest. (laughs) Well, that makes me feel super yummy. Yeah, yeah, it it will be amazing because we've done some conversations in the past and it was great and it was a lot of uh, wisdom and information and I love hearing you talk about, um, you know, um, everything related to nutrition and especially uh, body acceptance, self-acceptance, which is basically the topic which we'll be talking about today, okay? And this is something that is very close to my heart because I've been struggling for so many years and actually Jenna was um, one person in my life that truly, truly helped me and shifted everything that I knew. So I will talk about that later, but now I really want to go straight in and ask you, how was your relationship with your body and with nutrition? My relationship with my body was awful until my early, mid-30s. I actually still had an awful relationship with my body in dietetic school. I believe that actually dietetic school pushed me further into not liking my body because there's so many restrictions taught in the clinical space, which is what you learn in school. I did not really recognize how bad it was, although I always knew that I didn't like my body because I was never thin enough, never fit enough. And it really started within my family, um, my cousins, my grandparents, and I love and adore my grandparents, but I believe that they really were the, the root of the source of where my body dislike came from because they were so seeped in what I call very generically diet culture. Yeah. And um, I was bigger than all of my cousins. I have strong, solid legs. There were comments made. And then I just kind of got used to not liking my body. And, you know, one of the things that I recognized just in the last four or five years was that's why I like shoes so much. The shoe size doesn't change. I don't look skinny or fat. (laughs) They're they're just shoes, you know, but um, as you begin healing in one area, it, overflows into other areas and you begin to have awareness of things like, Oh, that's why I like shoes so much. You know, it just was kind of, it stunned me because I love shoes and I never put that together before. 
And even though I completely accept and can honestly say I love my body now, I still like shoes. So that didn't change. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so what, I guess the question is, um, what was the turning point in understanding further um, that you didn't have a healthy relationship with your body, either emotionally or like physically in terms of like, you know, not accepting um, your body? Yeah, that's a really good question too. And it brings me back to that awareness point that I made. And Sarah, I did not realize how bad it was and that it needed to be changed until I had children. And I was 30 when I had my first kiddo. And it was probably closer to the time of the birth of my second son when I was 33 that I started to realize, oh my gosh, um, I'm, I'm becoming, I am reacting to my children. They were babies and a toddler. I am reacting to them in a very mean a way because how I am actually feeling about my body. And what happened was, um, you know, kids like to blow raspberries. I don't know if you know what that yeah. is. You just, yeah. okay. Yeah. So I don't know if, if that word. <laughs> I used to trend. do that as well. <laughs> um, yeah. I think it's, it's a universal kids blow raspberries. So they like yeah. to blow raspberries on my tummy and I just, you know, that was the area of my body that I've always struggled with. And so I just remember having this horrible feeling of realizing, oh my gosh, my body is so soft and gross right there. And my kids are touching it. And I couldn't understand that they were actually loving it and that it didn't matter to them. But what I recognized was that because my normal at this point response to that body part was anger, dislike, disdain. I could go so far as to say hate, which is a word I really use very rarely. Yeah. <laughs> I know. What that and, means. I, <laughs> yeah. and it was like, Oh, holy crap. I am treating my babies. I am pushing them away. I am becoming cold and rigid because of how insecure I am in my body. And I was already really scared to become a mom, which is why I waited till I was 30 to do it. And granted, that's a whole nother topic. But the mm -hmm. truth was, I was now having to face this demon that I didn't even really realize how bad it was. And it also opened my eyes to the fact because right now I was aware that my behavior towards my body, the way I felt about my body was, was becoming how I was responding to my children, my tiny little babies and my toddler. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. This is, this is not okay. Um, this is so not a problem that I foresaw happening. I thought I, I was going to have to worry about being like way too strict or such a harsh disciplinarian. And here I am being hateful to my, my children because they love my body. They don't know the difference. Yeah. And then I started to realize I did that to my husband also. And by that time we had been together for like eight years or nine years. And I realized, 
because of how much I disliked my body when um, a piece of clothing didn't fit me well or I looked in the mirror and didn't like the way I looked, the way I felt about me is then how I treated him. And the last thing I wanted to do was push anybody away. One of my greatest joys in life is to bring people to me, to love people, to be loved. And it just was kind of like fireworks went off and I realized you have to do something. Um, you absolutely are not going to be the mother you want to be. You're not going to teach your boys what a normal body looks like if you're pushing them away and hiding from them. Exactly, yeah. Um, well, this yeah. is bringing up a, a lot of feelings. <laughs> oh, it's okay. They're all welcome. It is. Here. No, it's, They're all it's, absolutely welcomed, you know. Yes, um, I know. It's a safe, safe place with you. Yeah, it, it is. It is. And uh, I, I, you know, like we have very, like, similar stories in a way like especially uh, you know in relation to how we've been how we have been raised um uh, from childhood but I totally like when I met you and we started talking it was like oh yeah me too oh yeah me too like it was just like a sort of like um like recognizing each other uh, trauma and patterns mm. and the things that drove us to becoming who we are and how we um, behave and how we look at ourselves and it's all about perception and I uh, I loved what you said it's like I couldn't understand they loved it I hated it like it, it was just it was just a, a different perception because of mm. course we have so much conditioning since we're little that starts in the family that that goes in school then uh, then in society then with the with you know uh, work and it's all about like shaping molding to to how the world wants us to be and we are like hamsters that we just spin the wheel and we're just trying mm. to chase um, every trend, every diet, every um, everything, you know, we're just bombarded. Mm -hmm. We are absolutely bombarded with like unhealthy messages that we need to be perfect, that we need to be slim. That if you're not, if you're, if you're not like that, then we are not. Somehow we're like less worthy than who they are. The people that are like that. Um, so that was also my experience growing up because I've been raised in a family where appearance um it's I mean I'm Italian right and <laughs> we have a little bit of an obsession for aesthetics in Italy you know mm -hmm. because of fashion because of art so we like things that look nice and you know and I think so we that, that's a cultural uh, point of view but so my family was very much appearance obsessed you know mm -hmm. um, so if you were if you look everyone had problems with food in my family so everyone yep. was overeating everyone was not in a good shape what they said uh, and everyone was constantly dieting okay restricting dieting or just feeling like oh i'm not gonna have i'm not gonna have this today uh because uh you know i've overeated 
overeating yesterday. So it was just about like feeling shameful and guilty mm. for everything that they were eating. And I constantly, um, throughout all my life, I consider first food as a burden and as something that will make me feel bad. Okay. Because uh, that's how I've been conditioned from, I've learned from everyone around me. And second of all, I've always learned that the way I am, I, I'm not okay with the way I am, right? I should always mm -hmm. be in a certain way. And, and in order to be that way, I should make sacrifices, you know, every sort yeah. of way. So, and that's how I've basically been raised. And of, of course, they were unconscious and they still aren't. Um, some of them uh, but um, this was what was going on the message the unconscious message that was going on and that's what I picked it up so basically I've struggled so much through my whole life from like being a teenager to recent very recent since I started working with you mm -hmm. and with food food um, and hate and also not accepting my body at all so going on yo-yo uh, dieting uh, starving myself I started doing modeling to prove you know that I was this and that I was perfect um, but I was never feeling enough I wasn't to me I wasn't enough I hated myself I would cry in front of the mirror um, mm -hmm. and, and if you see my pictures like and I see them now I'm like oh my god you are so gorgeous like, no, you, you need to do all of that to yourself you know but over there absolutely consider myself a failure, ugly, and it was all perception. It was just a wrong conditioning in my mind that, and also wrong messages. So I totally like resonate. And it, it, when I realized that, and part of it, it was when I started working with you, I felt so sad for my younger self. I mm -hmm. felt so sad because I just couldn't really understand and, and, you know, I'm still in the process of accepting, fully loving myself. Um, but it just got so much better. And the awareness was very much a focal, focal point of mm -hmm. this. Um, but, um, but, yeah, so, like, from there on, what did you do when you realized that you didn't have a healthy relationship with yourself? What did you do in order to change your relationship and also i know that for the listeners out there i know that you've been also diagnosed with uh, at some point in your life with uh, uh, type 2 diabetes okay so i guess that was had an impact on mm -hmm. on your life and, and and you know the relationship that you had with yourself at that point absolutely and they are and the timing was very similar being diagnosed um recognizing like, oh, I'm being so um, hateful <laughs> to my family because of how I see my body. And it's funny, I don't remember what I did exactly in the sense of changing it. I know that it really, like I said, it really came to a head when I realized I don't want my boys, especially because I have two boys, I don't want them to think that there's something wrong with my body. I want them to think that women's bodies look all kinds of ways, including their moms. 
And then when I was diagnosed with diabetes, I really struggled because here I was a dietitian who'd had disordered eating. I was always a little bit bigger than other friends of mine. And now I was diagnosed with this food issue. Like what is wrong with me? And it really forced me into awareness. And I have to say for anybody listening, you are never going to go from not liking your body, hating your body, having body image issues to loving your body. The process is not a jump like that. No. It is. <laughs> it I, is. Um, I agree. Yeah. You're going to spend a lot of time in the neutral space. So I, I do remember I did a lot of affirmations and I didn't even know they were affirmations. I just, I think I just, you know, I don't know if it was because the Lord just gave me some thoughts or if I read something, but it was like, what can I do? Because saying I love my body is not resonating. Like that was totally rejected. Of course, you know. because if, you, if your mind doesn't believe that, it's just not mm -hmm. safe for that thought, then no. you, won't, you won't consider it at all. <laughs> Correct. And, I, and it was like, nope, that's, that's not going to fly. And it, and it became, Jenna, you carried and birthed two babies. You know, I, I chose natural childbirth and I realized that's not for everyone, but it was a source of pride for me yeah. um, that I was able to use in this healing process was how strong our body is. Um, and so those were things that I would say something that wasn't an affirmation, but was an action that makes a huge difference. And even now it's very useful. If you put on a pair of clothes and they don't fit, Go put on something that does fit or go to the store and buy some clothes that fit your body. Don't try to fit your body into the clothes that you have. Because when you're sucking in your stomach and you're trying to get this button and this zipper up and you're fighting, all you're doing is proving that your body isn't good enough. See, it won't fit in these yeah. clothes. Oh my God, that resonates big time. <laughs> Yeah. And it's such a relief, you know, like my mom would say to me, Jenna, it doesn't matter what the tag says. If it's a size 16 or if it's a size 12, like, is it comfortable? And that made a big difference for me to hear also, because it mattered what size my clothes were up until that point. I, yeah. I was supposed to be at least a 10 maybe a 12, like in some brands, right? Because women's clothes yeah. are sized so different. So mm -hmm. really focusing on the parts of my body that I did like and me focusing on my strength. If you haven't had babies, you still have a strong body. Even if you are living in a, in a body that doesn't work as well as other people's or you're in a wheelchair, you are still strong. Yeah. Your body still works for you. And you can start with those truths. That's beautiful. Um, and, yeah. and you have to start with the truths. You can't, like I said, you can't go from such great dislike to, I love my body, because you're absolutely <laughs> going to just be <laughs> slamming your head into a brick wall. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I agree. Um, 
And that process mixed with me learning how to notice, you know, I never really paid attention to hunger and fullness before I was diagnosed with diabetes because I would eat when I was happy. I would eat when I was sad. I would eat when I was scared. I would eat when I was mad. So I never really felt hunger because I was always eating. I loved to eat it. Um, I think you must get some kind of dopamine hit when you eat and you have an emotional connection to food, right? So yeah. <laughs> a lot of binging, again, based on happiness, sadness. I, I remember when the when my boys were five and under, my husband um, was a basketball coach and it was a really late night and I didn't think it was going to be a late night. I just remember like just eating and eating and eating because I was so sad. I wanted to see him and I wasn't going to get to. And in that moment, I was like, why are you eating? And again, awareness, asking a curious question. Hey, Jen, are you hungry? Or are you eating for some other reason? And if you're gentle with your question, you will be able to come up with an answer. But if you talk to yourself like an a-hole, you will not have an answer. That's your body, your body will reject and not tell you what it, what it's doing. But because I was in that moment able to be gentle with myself, I responded within myself. I'm really sad. And I was like, it was like the, my, the walls came down. I mean, it might, it wasn't finished and I didn't have it done. I didn't understand how to do this perfectly, but that was a dramatic shift in my healing process when I was able to quit judging myself because I ate and I ate and I ate. But what I said to myself was, why are you eating again? You know, you shouldn't eat this. You ate yeah, 10 pieces, 10 pieces of pizza. And now you're eating again. You're, you're not even hungry. And shameful way. Yes. Like, yes. Yeah. And you, that was that and, my experience. Right. And, and even though I'm an adult and you weren't an adult when you were doing it, if you're listening to this podcast, you have to imagine that the person receiving that criticism is you as a little kid. So look at a picture of yourself, <laughs> right? Look at a picture of yourself and try and be mean and nasty and critical. And it's a lot harder. And if that is what you need to have better awareness with how you speak to yourself, then that's what you should do because it's going to start. Your healing will start when you can speak to yourself as kindly as you would speak to a child, a sweet, <laughs> innocent little person. Yeah, it's funny you say that because that was um, that was was one of the exercises that I've um, I've done in my recent child healing workshop. I literally, literally um, made um, these people come in and just face face themselves like face the way they talk to themselves mm -hmm. and and i i i brought them back and i said like would you talk to yourself i literally made them hold the picture of themselves as a child and and just to for them to really understand on a practical level because when we say things in our head we just say yeah it's thoughts right just yeah. like just thinking um yeah. it doesn't have any impact 
uh, sort of thing. It goes away. Um, but actually, no, it does great damage, not only to yeah. self-esteem, self-confidence, but also in the way we see ourselves then in the mirror uh, and we consider ourselves. So that was such, uh, honestly, it was such an impactful exercise that everyone was just like, oh, my God. Like, mm -hmm. I cannot believe I've been doing this for so long. And that was helped them shift that kind of, like, mean, uh, judgmental, uh, shameful way they were talking to themselves. While, like, mm -hmm. sometimes it's all about love and compassion. And if it's not compa love in the first place, because we, it's, it takes time to build love for for yourself if you haven't haven't experienced it you know so if your all experience was like shame and hate um it, it's harder you know it takes time and practice as you said it's a it's it's a process um mm. but sometimes compassion compassion can do great things just thinking like okay right so how can I be nice to myself? Why do I need to hate myself? Okay, yeah, mm. all right, yes. Um, my tummy is a bit bloated, but hey, like I'm still, I'm still beautiful and I'm still worthy. And just just being nice to yourself. And you have a, a hard day and you want a cookie. Just have the damn cookie, you know. Mm -hmm. just, oh, yes, yes, that's okay. Like it's okay. Like have that cookie if it makes you feel better. You know, same as with children. You know, when they cry and they have a horrible day, we don't just say like "you are horrible," um, you, "I hate you." Uh, you know, we don't do that. Um, so I think we lost. Like growing up, we just lost compassion for ourselves. Yeah. Uh, well, it's not on a big billboard anywhere and it's not on the front of magazines no, in the grocery exactly. store exactly you know exactly and yeah. we don't really realize until we're aware that we are taking in all the marketing all the pictures mm -hmm. all the skinny people all the six-pack abs like we take all of that in and if we are not paying attention it will get the better of us and we will start to work from and our perception will be from that place as though that is the right place like now when you watch commercials there's so many more people with larger bodies in yes. clothing and athletic commercials and I'm going to be really honest that was hard for me mm. I was like what was hard was me recognizing that I had a, a not amazing reaction to it or response to it and I was a little disappointed in myself and I I just had to kind of like take a minute and be okay because that's just the truth that was just my natural response and I was like man this diet culture is so embedded that as we are shifting and having more body acceptance here I am somebody who I mean, if you were to see me now, I would not, I don't think anybody would say, oh, that, that girl lives in a large body. I'm a pretty average height body size now, but my mind still went to, oh, they shouldn't be in those clothes on TV. Yeah. And, <laughs> you know, I'm just being really honest, you know, like, yeah. because I, I conditioning, isn't it? Yeah. just the conditioning and I really had to stop and go, oh, holy crap, man, they still got me. 
I still have work to do, you know, and my body hasn't changed at all since I started walking in body acceptance. I mean, my weight has fluctuated. Like I weigh a little more now because I haven't really moved my body consistently in the last several Mm -hmm. months. And the difference is instead of me being like, Oh, your clothes don't fit. Now you just have to pretend you're not going to eat, which only meant I would eat more. I just go, Oh, okay. Well, you know why Jenna. So when you're ready to start moving your body and not feel this way, you go do that versus, you know, and kind of having not kind of, but totally having these internal conversations that I would have and being kind and curious and respectful, just like I would be to anybody else. And, you know, I guess I can say this, we're all probably going to be adults listening to this. My sex life has improved because I am not self-conscious anymore. Yeah, of course. Yeah. My husband already loved and accepted me. He didn't marry a skinny person, you know, he loves you for who you are. Yeah. Yeah. And once I could let it go, it was like, whoa. So if that's an area you struggle in and you struggle with body acceptance, just know that once you get into a place of accepting and honoring the body that you have, everything else physical will also shift. Yeah, no, I agree. And this was my experience when I started working with you. Um, I think you, because when I started working with you, I was still like so obsessed. I would like very uh, obsessively um, weight myself. I was obsessed that I had to be below 60. It's like some kind of like obsession. There's like, no, 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 because then, uh, you know, then I lose it and I I gain weight again and then I can't lose it again. So I was just so so obsessed. So I would go through periods of overeating uh, Mm -hmm. despite knowing that I was overeating, but I was doing it as a self-sabotaging thing. And, and then I would just punish myself. And so I would just try and starve myself or start some quick diet that would make me lose as much weight as possible. And, um, yeah, so that, that was it. And then I remember like, first of all, I remember for me was enlightening, enlightening the fact that you actually had the consultation and you asked me about my childhood. Mm. Like it was crazy like never no one i've been to so many nutritionists dietitians but like no one really ever asked me like so how was your childhood how was your relationship with food and childhood how was your family um relationship with food so that was like oh okay yeah yeah i'm listening i'm here I'm listening. <laughs> um yeah, this, this, this girl is good. This girl is good. I was like, yeah. Um, so that got me interested because I felt seen and heard mm, for the first yeah. time and validated for my experience, which wasn't great, you know, because, yeah, it wasn't great. Um, right. So, uh, and then I think, like, the next piece that was really life-changing for me is about mindful eating, like what you thought mm. me about mindful eating, just yeah. following the body, uh, not shaming yourself so if you want the cookie just have the cookie it's fine like you don't need to be scared because actually the restriction is worse because your body gets closed up and and it, you just like 
it is not responsive, is not cooperating with you. So once I started letting go of that obsession, even if I, say, for example, I didn't like myself at that time, uh, or I wasn't in the shape that I, I preferred, or I wasn't moving my body um, as much because of COVID, so we were stuck at home. Um, mm-hmm. I still, I, I was more compassionate to myself. I was just like, right. you know what, like, it's okay for now. You know, when you, like, as you said, when you're ready, when you feel like you're mentally ready, like, I wouldn't just let myself do it without, like, saying, okay, when you're ready, we're going to explore this, you know? It wasn't that, because before I used to just ignore and avoid the whole thing. But now it was more about, like, a compassionate thing. like, like me being a parent to myself and just said, you know what, like, that's okay. It's fine. Just go through your emotions, um, notice what is coming up for you. And then like when you feel more stable, when you feel more, and that's what I did. That's literally mm. what I did. And so my yeah. like relationship, especially um, in the last six months, like I put so much more effort in noticing, noticing all the emotional eating, bringing awareness. Why, as you said, why was I eating? Was I sad? Was I mad? Was I angry? Like all these things, you know, because I am an emotional eater. Mm-hmm. That would be since little, since I was little, that would be my first point of comfort. Um, yes. I would just, whatever was going on in the house, I would just uh, put myself in the room and start eating like sweets and this and that um so that would be my way of like coping um so it's still something that is very much ingrained in me it still hasn't shifted yet completely um so when i have a stressful time or i'm going through some tough times um i do have that instant urge to reach to food but now the way i do it is like okay right that's okay and but still like i'm learning to fuel my body you know not to just like feed it like yeah heat it survival sort of thing like I'm learning how cooking my own stuff um cooking fresh stuff from you know veggies and things like it it helps to ground my energy even for the work that I do like I've realized in the next in the last six months well to be honest since like earlier but like specifically in the last I would say like three months, yeah, I would say three months, to specifically like fuel my body in order to help me in in my life. It, it's been like life-changing seeing how many uh, more fresh fruit and vegetables and things cooked by me from scratch. We're sending some love, as you taught me, like sending some love to the food. Um, it really shifted. It helped me to ground myself, be more like clear headed, uh, more present and more like good, you know, feeling better, more energetic. Um, so yeah, uh, it, I thank you. Still thank you so much for like mm-hmm. all the amazing work that you helped me do and, and just how you shifted my whole perspective. Uh, it, it was truly pivotal for me. And, um... You're, yeah, I'm, I love hearing it because it's so easy to forget in the day to day what a life changing experience it was for me. And to hear you, I'm like, that's right. And as a listener, if this is something you struggle with, just know that any rules or restrictions or diet patterns or time frame of eating, anyone who isn't teaching you how to listen to your body, 
or how to be compassionate with your body or how to be mindful when you eat, like teaching you the, the steps and the process to make those adjustments, they aren't going to fix you. Yeah, they aren't they aren't going to be your solution. They are going to be another yo-yo diet. It doesn't matter what the face of that program looks like. If they're not talking about emotions, dealing with stuff, you know, yes, yes, then you're not going to be on the path to recovery. That's so true. Yeah. Like what? um, I I guess there was something as well from the listener. But like, if you have any take home thing that you would like to give to our listener, this is great already. But like, if you have anything else to add, I'm sure like everyone will be super grateful. Um, (sighs) So yeah, if you if you can um, think about something else, I think something that they can take home to practice is what is what are true statements? If we're talking about body acceptance, what are true statements that you can make about your body that are neutral? If you can't come up with positive, right? Mm -hmm. I love how my, how strong my legs are, or I love the way my legs look. I love, I appreciate that my body carries me around every day, Mm -hmm. you know, very simple, truths they have to be true statements um and when it comes to emotional eating i do want to just add that emotional eating is normal and it's okay the problem with emotional eating is when it is out of control when it is what we would call binging where it's just an excessive excessive amount of food um or emotionally not eating Right. Okay. Yeah. That's um, where you're starving yourself. That's nothing I have ever experienced, but the okay. other direction, <laughs> um, those are, you know, because I don't want people to think that they have to stop emotionally eating because that's not the case. The case is like Sarah said, now she stops and she tries to kind ask her body questions yeah. about what it wants or what it needs. And that doesn't mean she won't emotionally eat. It might just mean that this time she doesn't because she actually realizes she'd rather go yeah. out for a walk. Exactly. You know, but you might come home and have those biscuits or cookies, you know, yeah. so. Yeah. And I will still like do it. And then of course, try to understand, just be more aware of um, what led me to that. What am I suppressing? What emotions are going on for me that I'm not facing? And just try to be more aware of that. That that was life changing. Yeah. Yes. Sure. yes. <laughs> yes. So before we go, I guess um, for all the people out there that are more curious about like what you do and how you can help them, um, let's um, let's tell them you know how they can find you and where with um what things you can help i mean you mentioned some anyway um yeah i'm sure people would appreciate it um so of course i'm on instagram and facebook and it's jenna bodiker rd i don't know if i should spell that because yeah it's you not... can spell that okay. yeah 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 yep. it is j-e-n-a-b-o-d-e-k-e-r-r-d and that's my name on both um platforms and I do have a website. It is Jenna's Nutrition and Wellness. It's kind of long. 
Um, <laughs> J <laughs> J E N A S nutrition, A N D wellness.com. And you can message me in any of those. I love meeting new people and just, I have basically strangers messaging me all the time, just asking <laughs> questions. Um, and yes, I can help you figuring to figure out how to manage blood sugars, whether it's pre-diabetes, PCOS, diabetes. If you're looking to feel better, maybe you have lots of GI upset. Um, learning how to cook for yourself is a big area. I'm actually going to start a YouTube channel soon. And that Yay! is what it's, <laughs> that's my husband's like, you got to do that. So he's going to yes. help me get one started. And it's going to be lots of cooking. Amazing. Because being comfortable in your kitchen, as Sarah can attest to, she yep. went from hating being in the kitchen, yep. hating like her body, to being comfortable in her kitchen and being comfortable in her body. And it really, that stress is one of the ways we hold on to weight. Um, so that's really <laughs> important to just be comfortable to know your kitchen can be a simple place to feed your body with, with joy. Um, and if I can't help you, I am going to tell you and refer you somewhere else. Um, right. <laughs> so it's never like, oh, I'm committing because I reached yeah. out to her. No, you're not honest. the case. I know. Yeah. 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 No, definitely. Well, thank you so much, Jenna. It was, I knew it, but um, now I know more. It was incredible. <laughs> uh, I always love talking to you and you're such a, uh, such an inspiration and, and you're really you know, you really helped me and you will help so many people in the world. Um, so thank you so much for joining the show and I hope you have a lovely day <laughs> and I'm sure you will talk again soon. <laughs> yes. Bye Sarah. This was awesome. Great. <laughs> bye Jenna. So just before we finish this amazing, amazing and insightful third episode i'm gonna leave you as usual with a crystal um crystal um which today is the blue appetite which is a great it's really great for developing self-confidence and accepting yourself with all your quirks and flaws and it's also good for people who emotionally eat because um you know it's it helps to control the urge to overindulge or just to become more aware and support better eating habits and and in general like helps you with relieving any guilt feelings you know those guilt feelings after overeating yeah <laughs> and also incredible news I partnered with my favorite Etsy shop, which is Luna and Soleil by T. Um, so you guys, whoever listened to this, you have a promo code, which is HEALINGOM1515 at the checkout. So you can receive a 15% discount on all her amazing, amazing crystals. Okay. So if this is for UK clients only as she sheets only to the UK, but um, go and check her out and um, you know, it, it, it will be so worth it. And uh, again, thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you learn more about loving and accepting yourself and how important he is um, to create a healthy relationship with food and your body because it can truly truly change your life 
thank you so much. Good night. Have a good day. Good afternoon, wherever you are in the world. And don't forget, keep on healing. Bye, everyone.